Hello there, this is Erica, your host, and welcome to the Spark Podcast, a podcast for artists and performing artists in the entertainment industry. Do you want to see some of your wildest dreams come true? Do you want to overcome certain unhelpful tendencies that are getting in the way of your dream life? Do you want to grow together? Stay tuned. Hello, Erica here. It is January 18th, 2024, and this first pilot episode is titled New Year, New You. Let's get started. Doesn't it seem people fall into one of two groups? Either a New Year's resolution maker or not having any resolutions at all? Because why even try if you're going to just stop them in February? Maybe you are that rebellious third group where you set intentions following the first of the month, the change of the seasons, or the change of the lunar phases. Or maybe you think resolutions altogether are just silly, not even worth making. Well, whatever your opinion is on resolutions, I have some great news for you. I have some strategies and tips that can help you. So I'm going to dive right into the steps. Step one, developing the skills necessary to change and shifting our mindset is more likely to produce positive results in our New Year's resolution. Small, measurable goals make achieving our goals possible. Instead of, I will run every week, I will run on Mondays and Wednesdays weekly. It's a lot more specific, isn't it? Step two, ask a question instead of making a declaration. This is called the question behavior effect phenomenon. When asking people about performing a certain behavior, that questioning resulted in an effect that lasted more than six months after questioning. Will I practice singing? Yes or no is far more effective than stating, I will sing daily. Step three, get plenty of sleep. According to sleep expert and neurologist, Kathy Goldstein, MD, sleep plays a huge role in success or failure of most New Year's resolution. It affects our health, career, fitness, and so many areas of life. Sleep is a must. Four, change your timing. No need to wait for the new year. Bas Perplenkin, a professor of social psychology at the University of Bath, says the success of a resolution rests on the timing of the change. Perplenkin studied the discontinuity effect, which shows that habits can be more easily changed when you change the environment, like the location or the context. E.g. a new routine or a change. Example, when you move to a new town or a new home or change daily habits or travel somewhere, the change of your environment or context can be a perfect opportunity to start new goals or routine. It could also apply to a new season, a new month or a new job or a new phase, or even sadly hitting rock bottom or after a loss or moving somewhere new. All of these strategies can be very helpful. But 
what do we do if none of these strategies really apply to us? We don't really feel like these strategies would suit us. Well, there's some alternative strategies. This is not an exhaustive list, but I do have three more strategies that I think would be really helpful to inspire you. According to bulletjournal.com, an effective goal has a why, what, and how to it. The why being the intention, the what being the goal, and the how being the plan. How does this play out exactly? Well, I'll give you an example. An intention would be, I want to be calm. And the example of a goal will be, I will meditate. And an example of a plan will be, I will meditate for 10 minutes, five days a week. Do you see how they specifically play out? It's the why, what, how. Another example of this goal could be to go to bed at 10 p.m., which is an intention, to reduce my screen time before bedtime, which would be a goal, and to place my phone on the other side of the room and delete shopping apps off my phone. That would be the plan. What is another strategy that could be effective? Well, my good friend Ashley gave me a recommendation that she learned from her coach. Her strategy that she learned from her coach is called emotional goals. So instead of focusing on the goal itself, we're focusing on how we want to feel and the behaviors that might make it more likely for us to cultivate that feeling. So if you want to be more joyful and cultivate those feelings of joy, you can explore and figure out what makes you feel joyful and do more of those activities to cultivate that joyful feeling in the new year. So maybe these emotional intentions, these emotional goals would make more sense for you because they don't feel like you're trying to force this long-term goal that may not resonate with you, but maybe feelings are more tangible and visceral for you. So then that is a more effective strategy for you. I want to feel excited, proud, joyful, and confident. These are the feelings that I want to feel. So I will use my breathing vocal device. This is a singing device I'm using to enhance my breath support and strengthen that ability. And in the morning, I will practice three to five vocal warm-ups to improve my vocal skills and get a singing coach and teacher and meet with that singing teacher or coach at least once a month to monitor my progress. In addition, I will record all of my daily practices to monitor my progress because a vocal teacher, of course, is very effective. But another effective way is to self-monitor through recording your voice and to monitor those changes and to get familiar with good vocal singing by just listening. You listen to professional voices, you listen to your own voice, 
And as you build skill, you start to recognize when you're getting, you're making progress and when you're not. So it's a, kind of like a biofeedback of what you're working on. Um, a self-feedback. Last and final tip also comes from Ashley. And this tip that she learned from one of her coaches is the number goal. So instead of saying, I will go to the gym five times a week, which if we don't meet that goal, we might feel bad. And then we might just stop doing the goal altogether because we didn't meet that goal exactly. Instead, I might focus on, I will go to the gym 20 times in 2024. Or maybe if you feel that's too ambitious, you could say, I will go to the gym 10 times in 2024. You want to make sure it's achievable and it pushes you a little, but not too much because you want to feel like it's possible for you to get this done. And by saying I'm going 20 times in 2024, you're more likely to reach your goal. You might even exceed it. You don't feel so much pressure to live up to this unachievable, impossible standard. And it's possible you could exceed your goal, which is always a bonus. So why am I sharing all of this with you? Sounds very self-help and maybe it's just pointless to you. But I will tell you, it is extremely helpful to have these strategies because these are tools that you can use to make some goals for yourself. And all of these can be really helpful in your toolbox to be able to get better at reaching your goal. And even just listening to this podcast is a sign that you're committed to yourself and your goals. So out on the back to you. One thing I have noticed that as a professional, it's important to show up on time and prepared. I've had countless experiences where I haven't done that and it's bit me in the butt. So this podcast is a dedication to overcoming those tendencies, to being more professional, setting a good example and I hope I can encourage you to do the same if that's something you also struggle with. This is why our small habits in our daily lives add up and matter. We are capable of starting now even if it seems it is far too late. My hope is that these tips and strategies will inspire you to try a new way of creating goals. Um, a self-feedback. Last and final tip also comes from Ashley. And this tip that she learned from one of her coaches is the number goal. So instead of saying, I will go to the gym five times a week, which if we don't meet that goal, we might feel bad. And then we might just stop doing the goal altogether because we didn't meet that goal exactly. Instead, I might focus on, I will go to the gym 20 times in 2024. Or maybe if you feel that's too ambitious, you could say, I will go to the gym 10 times in 2024. You want to make sure it's achievable and it pushes you a little, but not too much because you want to feel like it's possible for you to get this done. And by saying, I'm going 20 times in 2024, you're more likely to reach your goal. You might even exceed it. You don't feel so much pressure to live up to this unachievable, impossible standard. 
it's possible you could exceed your goal, which is always a bonus. So why am I sharing all of this with you? It sounds very self-help and maybe it's just pointless to you. But I will tell you, it is extremely helpful to have these strategies because these are tools that you can use to make some goals for yourself. And all of these can be really helpful in your toolbox to be able to get better at reaching your goal. And even just listening to this podcast is a sign that you're committed to yourself and your goals. So pat on the back to you. One thing I have noticed that as a professional, it's important to show up on time and prepared. I've had countless experiences where I haven't done that and it's bit me in the butt. So this podcast is a dedication to overcoming those tendencies, to being more professional, to setting a good example. And I hope I can encourage you to do the same if that's something you also struggle with. This is why our small habits in our daily lives add up and matter. We are capable of starting now, even if it seems it is far too late. My hope is that these tips and strategies will inspire you to try a new way of creating goals. Thank you listeners for tuning in to the Spark Podcast. It is my hope you never stop dreaming and we can make magic together to make the world a little brighter. Let's bring our ideas into reality and strike the match and start a cozy fire of creative genius that is contagious. For more information on how to keep up with our resolutions and habits, feel free to explore the following websites that I used to provide information to you on this podcast discoverhappyhabits.com, bulletjournal.com, and yougov.com. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, feel free to like, share, review, download, and follow me and or subscribe. Your voice matters, and we would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to my email address at sparkpodcastentertainment at gmail.com. That's sparkpodcastentertainment at gmail.com. To tune in to future episodes, please tune in to our podcast every Tuesday for a fresh episode that is 30 minutes or less on some topic regarding your creative journey in the entertainment industry. I hope that we can build confidence, we can develop competence, and we can get just a little bit closer and just a little bit better, which will make it more likely for our dreams to come true. Until next time. Let's spark on.